0: This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. The fires of the destruction of Jerusalem, European pogroms or the Holocaust may rage, but they cannot extinguish the spark animating the collective Jewish soul. In essence, we are one entity. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Years ago, I heard a parable about a man sitting in a boat with a bunch of others. So he pulls out a drill and he begins boring a hole at his feet. His boatmates freak out and call to him in horror, but quickly he reassures them, don't worry, he says, I'm only drilling under my own seat. I I remember being struck by that joke because of how true it actually is. You see, we erroneously believe that we're separate entities as human beings, but As the great poet John Donne once wrote, no man is an island. You know, I remember studying that poem in school and not really understanding or internalizing its message, but here, let me read it to you. This will be our reminder. Okay, here I go. No man is an island, entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less. As well as if a promontory were, as well as any manner of thy friends or of thine own were, any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee." Even Albert Einstein weighed in on this principle in a famous quote, I've shared it in the past here, and he writes the following. A human being is part of the whole called by us universe, a part limited in time and in space, and he experiences himself, his thoughts, and his feelings as something separated from the rest a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for only a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature in its beauty. So now the Zohar, which is the foundational work of the revealed mysticism of the Torah, and it's the basis for the discipline of Kabbalah, says that the entire Jewish people are a single, perfect whole. But the greatest explanation of all comes from the famous commandment to love your fellow as yourself, because it teaches us this ultimate truth, that in fact our fellow is ourself, and we are therefore also our fellow, connected and interconnected, the whole within every part. And even if you only drill beneath your own feet, that entire boat will sink regardless the Jewish people are connected more profoundly than any of us realize. The Jewish people are an interconnected family weathering the storms of history, shining the light of peace, love, and innovation into the world whenever given the chance. The fires of the destruction of Jerusalem, European pogroms, or the Holocaust may rage but they cannot extinguish the spark animating the collective Jewish soul. We all feel the pain of our fellow Jew because, in essence, we are one entity. This lofty and poetic vision of unity has a modern-day defender in late author Michael Talbot's book, The Holographic Universe, which he wrote in 1991. Within its pages, Talbot focuses on the parallels of quantum mechanics and ancient mysticism as he compares the universe to a holographic image, an image that when dissected does not give us parts of the whole, but rather the whole in each part. You see, a holographic image can't be halved or quartered or dissected in any way. Every time you divide it, it merely gives you smaller versions of the original image. Now, this concrete example of something that cannot be torn apart mirrors the principle of something that we call Guf Yisrael, the body of Israel. Rabbi Svi Freeman expresses it as follows. As a nation... The Jewish people are a soul, a single soul radiating into many bodies, each ray shining forth on its unique mission, each body receiving the light according to its capacity, each embodiment playing its crucial role. Together, we compose a symphony with no redundant parts, no instrument more vital than another. So what of those who think and feel and see the world in ways which are just unfathomable to us? Are we able to be united without consensus? Must we say that everyone is right? Because if everyone is right, then frankly, no one is right. We can, actually, we must maintain the right and the ability to clearly state our positions and defend our points of view. But still, we must maintain respectful discourse we must because as a nation indeed as a single soul we must find a way to acknowledge our interconnectivity while maintaining our distinctness of ideology you know many answers lie in our national history as well as a people we were divided into tribes each in accordance to their strength and their ways And when God split the Red Sea for us, the Midrash, which is really the stories that extrapolate the meaning between the lines in the Torah, well, that teaches us that it was split into 12 lanes to accommodate each of the 12 tribes. There is even a teaching that that sea split into 600,000 lanes to accommodate the way of each of us. You know, at the Pesach Seder, we reference the four sons because there's just an assertion that while these differing ways exist in every family, there is also the notion that those four sons exist within each of us. And still, we are at that table together. We also learn in Mishleh In English, it's called Ecclesiastes, that in rearing a child, we must train a child according to his way. Even when that child grows old, they will not turn away from it. We acknowledge that each of us has our way. And while we don't have to agree or relate with that way, we may not withdraw the fundamental respect and dignity afforded to each and every Jew because he or she was created in the image of God. There is a spark of holiness within each of us simply by existing. Can we please focus on what unites us rather than what divides us? Can we shift our focus and our aim towards the directive of Maimonides who wrote, The whole of Torah was given to make peace in the world as it is written. Its ways are ways of pleasantness and all its pathways are peace. When we received the Torah at Mount Sinai, It says that we were as one person with one heart. And in fact, the word Yisrael forms the initial letters of the words that mean there are 600,000 letters in the Torah. And another name of the Jewish people, Yeshurun, forms the initials of there are 600,000 Jewish souls. This teaches us that each and every Jewish soul is represented by a letter in the Torah, each one of us is part of that spiritual symphony you know i remember watching an interview of a pair of young women who were conjoined twins they shared one body with two distinct heads and separate arms and they had created a system over the years to meet both of their individual needs through compromise and by turn-taking. And of course, yes, frustrating at times, but they understood that if they didn't cooperate, then both of them were going to suffer. Are we as a nation doing that cooperative, compromising work in order to make peace? To quote the late reggae icon Bob Marley, we are one love one heart. Let's get together and feel all right, like it was in the beginning, so it shall be in the end. Give thanks and praise to the Lord, and we will feel all right. I love that song. So this week, can you ask yourself if you are in fact drilling under your own seat and sinking the boat for everyone? Does your anger or your disdain for a particular relative sour the energy at the family table? Does your discomfort or antagonistic feeling towards a coworker disrupt the balance in your workplace? Does it tip the boat? Does a flaw in your spouse and your child and your neighbor disturb the balance of peace in how you show up? Because if it's true, if we're all truly one, then that is what it means to love your neighbor as yourself. As you love yourself, despite your flaws, can you do that for the other as well? Because if there is no other, not really, then each and every one of us benefits or suffers together. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeidelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.